You're listening to the Real Estate Radio Hour, the show that brings you unfiltered stories and insight from the Twin Cities real estate world with your hosts, Chris Rooney, broker at REMAX Preferred, and Andy Presky, leader of the Preferred Home Team at REMAX Advantage Plus. Oh, oh, geez. I don't know why I'm holding my breath, but I was holding my breath the whole time, guys. <laughs> Your face turned you know, red. You know what that just reminded me of? Your little, uh, it reminded me of that when uh, on that tool time they would do Mr. Wilson and he'd look over the fence. <laughs> yeah. oh, you never saw the guy's face the whole show. Nick, you probably don't know what we're talking about. I'm just happy to You're see like, you again, Andy. Yeah, yeah, you and me both, brother. Where's he been? I've been waiting for him to show up. I, I all I do is keep talking. I got a sore throat. I don't remember where have I been, Lisa. Well, last week sore. I was in Tampa. We were down at a volleyball tournament in Tampa. And I was in the, literally flying right now. You're heading down there, so that was an oversight on my part to book a ticket during our show. Yeah, you, you had a doctor's appointment last time too. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I had some uh, leg work done, so and I had some bionic parts on Nick, so I can dunk again. Put in. I had some. So I'm pretty. I'm pretty much ready to roll. So if anybody wants to go, let's go. Could you dunk? Could you dunk back in the day? Yeah. You were a dunker. Yeah, Chris, yeah. you did too, right? Funny part was I could dunk when I was at that in between, like when I was ninth going into tenth. I could get up there and get it done, but God, tenth grade, I started getting thick, man. That's funny. That's when I, I dunked in ninth grade. Then I never dunked after that. Yep. That that's kind of the peak for, for us old guys. Yeah. Ninth grade, that's all been downhill. <laughs> we, got, we got something special today though. What's that? <laughs> Chris. Andy didn't remember. That's just really sad. I did I did not. What do you uh you still celebrate? That's cute. 55? I have a I have a birthday party coming up. Well, today with I'd love to come. Cake and ice cream, yep. Ooh, double invite. No. I uh yeah. I, yeah. I have an uncle of mine that, that celebrates his uh 40th birthday every year, and it's it's like the 26th anniversary of his 40th birthday. <laughs> yeah. He it's just funny. doesn't want to get old. No. Yeah. I think what's more important is that you know, the special day. I started getting my Movember ready. I have to get it ready started in, in September just so it doesn't look so bad in November. We should probably have you zoom in a little closer, Chris. That'd be great. <laughs> All right. Well, today we have a special edition, the Parade of Homes edition. How about we start off, you know, what's happening in the market? And obviously a lot of what's happening is, is the Parade of Homes. It sure is. I tell you, you get... Uh, when the parade of homes starts, I mean, if you're if you're working in the parade of homes, it's a it's a very busy lead up time to that day. Um, we're our, we're actually uh, the home we have is just finished. How about you, Andy? Uh yeah, I, we're we're literally yesterday. We're still putting outlet covers on and uh, getting some of the final pieces of trim tile into the the bathroom, the decorative stuff, the cute stuff. And they were grouting. So, it, yeah, they. Uh, I, I think the biggest thing that we've all faced in that industry is there's an obvious shortage of materials in, in some categories. And then there's an obvious shortage of skilled labor. So, they, they you know, even though we uh, a lot of builders are committing to 
you know, the builds that that's why a lot of them are stopping taking custom orders. They're just, this is the inventory we have Buy what we built. Um, they can control that. They can make decisions that maybe a homeowner wouldn't make. So for example, if you have tile and let's say that the tile work that, that you, uh, the decorative tile you want is back ordered for two months, um, homeowner will wait. Um, but the builders want closings because that's how everybody gets paid. So they will pick another tile that works. People still like it just as much. And then they can close those houses. So we're seeing a little bit of that kind of a trend right now where builders are saying, here's what we have coming. Here's the anticipated closing date. And here's the selections. And, you know, jump on board now early and we can get you in in six months instead of a year. Yeah. Are you finding incentives happening? Yeah, they're they're. The hardest thing for us right now is getting people to commit to a one-year build. I mean, that's just kind of, you know, 10 months to one year is kind of the Twin Cities average. And so when you when you put that into the equation, a lot of families, they need an incentive to want to do that versus just, you know, continually hammering a market that doesn't have any houses. The, the, the big key thing is, is everybody keeps waiting for this market to change. And the one thing that's not changing is inventory right now. We're The builders are trying to keep up. The builders are trying to produce inventory, which is... Hence, the parade of homes is normally, you know, designed to stimulate people to order a new house to move in in the spring, um, in the fall. So you order in the fall, moving in the spring. Um, but, you know, I think that what happens is a lot of these people are just fatigued. There's nothing else to look at. There's nothing else really for sale that or maybe you're in a price range where only a house every other month comes up for sale. So it's hard to get motivated to want to do something. And, and here's what's the hard part, Chris, at least I'm guessing or predicting that's going to kind of stay the same for the next year. So the market that we're in, you, you almost need to get used to it and be smart. You, you can't just, you know, um, I would say align yourself with a real estate agent that's doing a lot of business in the area you want to live. And they're going to put you, plug you into what's coming, right? Because that's almost where you have to live. You almost have to live in the future to get deals done, at least in the existing market. Construction side is just, we're starting to slot, slotted people now. In, in in points where we know we can get it done in and i'll tell you what i think in the end i think a lot of people are are fighting and like what you might be running into is that you're telling people it's 11 or 12 months which everyone should be telling them that but some of them might not be so no we can get it quicker and then they don't deliver and then that just doesn't in the long run that this doesn't help it doesn't help you as an agent it doesn't help the builder at all and just setting expectations correctly I think it's a big thing. We're having a real fun time with uh, the the architecture. You know, a lot of people are trying to design and stuff like that, and uh, people don't have uh, you know the the labor force and stuff. And boy, that's been that's been a interesting little delay in architecture. Oh yeah. Well, that that we uh, one of the guys I'm working with has all of his own in-house um, design drafting teams. And it, it helps, but even they get overwhelmed too, you know? So all of a sudden you have, you know, like a spring preview, most builders, that's when they get the big push. So it, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is this, I get why builders want to keep a consistent flow of business going, right? So they're keeping everybody busy 40 hours a week or more. And they're, they want to put houses in a pipeline where people get interested because it's, then we can have the consistency of a, of a product. The framers can only frame so much. The uh, HVAC guys, the cabinet guys, all of them only have so much capacity. And once you hit that capacity, you either have to find new suppliers, which then you get variables in pricing, quality, um, and, and it's an inconsistent product. So 
What builders, I think, are starting to realize is that they do have a capacity. Their crews have a capacity. If you live within that capacity, you can produce a beautiful product in a timely fashion. And it's it maybe isn't the numbers you want, but it is what it is. And that's I'm, I'm seeing a lot of the professional builders are starting to face that reality and live within their means. Chris keeps muting himself. I keep muting him. There's a little echo echo problem. But what's what is the parade of homes? Like the history? I was doing my research, and it's more of a Midwest thing, and it, it started in Minnesota. I I don't know the exact thing, but I remember. Um, do you remember Andy? You might not, and you might have when you were in the uh, the uh, landscaping time. But the streets of reality. Do yes. you remember that? Yeah, I remember. So yeah, that, yes. that was actually a, a classmate of mine that started that, oh, and cool. uh, the first one. And I think the the parade of homes uh, came off of from that because there wasn't a parade of homes. I mean, I remember when I first got started in real estate. I mean, I think I was in it was probably year one or two that uh, I started holding open parade of homes, but it was like a, it was at least a month. It might have been six weeks. And it was six days a week. It was crazy. I mean, we were going. Yeah, it was. It was more intense for sure. It was like a. They ran out like a fair, you know, yeah. where they just it's like the state fair. Two weeks of chaos, and then you know. But it. What, what's nice now is that it's become a, a wonderful event for for lots of reasons. I mean, you know, if you look at the the suppliers can feature the products that they can. You know, now it sounds funny, but that they can source and that they can provide competitively. Um, the builders can show their new floor plans. Um, they can show new concepts of materials, you know, energy efficiencies. They can show, you know, recycled materials now. There's a lot of cool things that are out there. And then, you know, it's nice for the real estate agents as well. They're sitting in those models. But remember this, everybody, when you're a real estate agent, their number one goal, especially if they're newer to the business, is to meet people. You know, they want to keep widening their sphere of people that they know just so by chance, if you like them, you might use them as a real estate agent. So real estate agents don't mind working those models either. So everybody's like, oh, how do you handle the long hours? If you're a smart agent, you're you're embracing this, loving it, and excited to get there every day to meet more people. You know, so I think that there's that's why everybody enjoys and kind of celebrates. Plus, it's an event. And I think that it, it gives us all a reason to get up, get stuff ready, um, and and be, you know, in a groove. And and originally, honestly, Chris, I've been told by the Builders Association um that. It was designed so that they could get people to order their houses a little earlier in the year because they were not, they were kind of coming in once summer would hit and they wanted to move in by the end of summer and the timing was wrong. So they were having, you know, these consumers coming in in July saying, hey, can we get this done by August and realizing it's not true. So they did the parade, um, you know, in your March, February, March, April, you know, kind of windows, and then they could get the orders earlier and accommodate the consumer. That's interesting. Yeah. I did not actually. I didn't know that, but that's, that actually totally makes sense. Okay, let's get into how to best experience the parade of homes. What are your tips, your tricks? What have you seen over the years? How do you get the most out of uh, the parade of homes? Well, I'll I could start on that. I think it's uh, kind of prepare. Prepare is I think the best part of it, um, and just kind of see. What it is that's out there uh, a lot of people uh look you know in certain areas but sometimes those models are the same models and you might forget 
Uh, so I would be checking on that, you know, at least get to the, the brand new ones. It's um, we, we actually have a brand new one, which uh, I'm excited about. And because uh, we we actually had uh, two parades, uh, the same one. And then you can kind of see the second the second go around, it gets less. But we also get people back that are um, excited. So the last parade, we actually did pretty good, even though we were only open two days because we had a break in at one of ours. And that uh, uh, that was not fun. That will that uh, hopefully will never happen again. But um, yeah, I, th I think preparing yourself is the biggest thing. And there's a lot of uh, things I know, like on the website, there is uh, a, a tour that you can, um, there you go, you can you can create your own tour on there and how you want to, uh, you know, whip through the houses and you can kind of set up your maps and stuff like that and be, you know, um, efficient. But I don't know, Andy, uh, with you, I mean, I haven't, uh, you know, they're, they're strongly suggesting you know, that people are wearing masks and stuff like that. But I don't know if we've gotten to the point that it's, uh, well, I know, well, we haven't, but where there's a number of people that can only be inside. Because that's another thing you have to filter into your plan is that, you know, I remember we had during the COVID days, I mean, you'd have to wait outside 15 minutes before we could let you in. Yeah. I'm hoping that's Well, and I, I, uh, I tell you what, I, I just, here's the thing. When you have sales guys regulating or saleswomen regulating the flow of traffic, guess what they're going to do? Come on in. Uh, oh, you don't want to wear a mask? Don't worry about it. You know what I mean? Because they're salespeople. They want people to like them. They want people to under, you know, feel comfortable. They're trying to create an, an environment where people feel comfortable. On the other hand, you know, this, this is a challenge for a lot of us that are in real estate. When you have people coming through those models, like you just re you know, referenced that somebody broke in, you're bringing the general public into your brand new home. Some people, believe it or not, are not as have the integrity that everybody else has. And they're going through those parade of homes looking for a way to get back into that house to steal the TVs or the whatevers. On the other hand, um, you know, you look at um, some people come through straight, strictly for entertainment. Instead of going to a movie, they go look at parade of homes. Or instead of going for a walk that day, they walk to six parade of homes. So it is a, um, I would say to the consumer, you're always welcome. Um, just, you know, when you're walking through those houses, I always like to say, hey, how are you doing today? How do I how do I make this a better you know uh, visit for you? Oh, we're just looking around for a walk. Well, a lot of those people end up coming back if they love the house. So, as salespeople, I tell you, or as the people that are the consultants and the models, be nice to everybody. You never know when you stimulate somebody that oh my gosh, this is perfect, and a walker or a looker becomes a buyer. Yeah, I think that I think that's another thing for uh, a person going to look at the parade of homes is just to let the person know right away. Where, where, what they're doing there. You know, hey, I'm just looking for ideas. That's fantastic. I mean, no one has any problem with that at all. But I mean, it's kind of, it, it, I think when the, it shifts is when you're in the model and there's someone that's just looking for paint colors and they're taking up your whole time when you're trying to talk to other people as well. And, you know, it's, it kind of, it, it has to go both ways because you're, you're busy. Uh, and you want to be able to talk to the people that might be actually looking to build. But I'll tell you, know, you what, you know what? 80% a good, good advice I had from an agent years ago. Just like, just like I cut you off. You listen here. You're going to listen to me. No, the, uh, they, they literally say this when somebody won't stop talking and they won't stop asking you questions. Remember this. If they're asking you the kind of questions that a majority of the people walking through the model will listen to and may benefit from keep talking to them. 
that, then it's okay. But if they're not, the I had a builder that told me he walked up to a guy and goes, you know, it sounds like you have a lot of really detailed questions. Why don't we schedule a time for you guys to come back so I can answer all of your questions and have your undivided attention. Right now, I'd like to spread that out and give everybody a little bit of attention today while I'm here at the open house. What a great way to approach it. And the guy didn't get insulted because he wasn't going to buy the house anyway. He just, he kind of under, sometimes you got to tell people, hey, I'm here to talk to everybody, not just one person. I, I have quite a decent amount of experience um, in the Prairie to Home and the model uh, last year. And that was my first thing I'd say to people, hey, are you looking to buy, build, or you, you just want to find some in inspiration? You just be honest and upfront. I think it, it works really well. You're nice to everybody. And and then it's good to get groups together when you're explaining things so you don't have to keep running around or say the same thing over and over. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is important. When you do get someone that's asking the good questions, that can that can resonate through that whole uh, experience for a lot of different people. And then it's kind of like they're waiting for you, you know, and then they'll say, hey, okay, hey, I want to talk about this because some a lot of people are afraid to ask questions and just look at it and then they'll just go off to the next one. So. I always encourage the questions and no uh, questions, a dumb question. It is amazing though. Like there'd be people that came back five times throughout the parade of homes to see the house. I mean, people get really into it and they, you know, spend a nice Sunday after the football game. Like it's a really enjoyable experience for many people. I, I've, I've actually freaked out a few people where they come back in and they're, and I'll go, I go, last time we were here, we were talking about your brand new, uh, GMC truck you just bought. Don't you live in Rogers and your name is Bill? And they're like, oh my God. I go, how do you know that? And I go, I remember you from two years ago. And they're like, what? That's one one thing that I can't, I can't, I can't spell my own name, but I can't remember faces. And so when people come in, I, and I was, I've always been able to relate people to stories. That's how I remember them. You know, where I say, aren't you the guy that runs the baseball program in Minnetonka or, you know, or whatever, you know what I mean? Kind of fun because you're right they do come back year after year after year yeah well speaking of that let's get into our, our story time hold on play our i i can i can actually start when i was doing it um we, it was the COVID thing so you have to kind of sign in in case someone got sick and you call people and whatnot and this this one guy was not um, happy, and it got into a huge kind of like like argument. I'm like, hey, this is just the rules. Like, and then some people are are crazy with the the personal details. Oh yeah, that that there's, <laughs> yeah, it's, I I think you know, and when it comes to that, it's like, we're just not gonna play political. I mean, I don't want those rules. I'm the last guy that wants to do it. I mean, I think I'm gonna be hanging out outside this year. You know, because I, I just can't talk to people with that mask on. I just can't do it. I mean, I, I just don't, I don't feel like I can sell anything or kind of go over it. So I'm, I'm going to be much better on the outside. It might be rainy and stuff, but I'll just be out there and scream in the window and stuff. Yeah, it, uh, yeah. Well, you know, to be a successful real estate agent, you don't have to be necessarily super outgoing. You just, you have to be informative. And I think that the, the thing that I always recommend to most of my real estate agents that are working with us is spend the time to understand the school districts, understand the area, understand where the restaurants are. Nothing can relate better than if you 
meet somebody and they're ready to go to dinner. And it's usually on a Sunday or a Saturday night and say, hey, have you tried ABC down the street? And that that's nice. So, and then I've had people where they've even come back and said, oh, hey, that recommendation was great. Thank you again. We appreciate it. You, you made a connection there. I, I, and I've had, um, we generally like what, what Nick was talking about, we try to avoid confrontation because there's zero benefit to having a confrontational person come into your model. Um, if they're, you know, disagreeing with the idea of new construction or they don't think there's, you know, green energy codes are green enough or whatever their argument is, um, be prepared to, to have a deferral, you know, because you're there to have fun and display new products. And, and like I always say, the good news about a new home is you're going to support about 70 families um, of different vendors that supply this house and all benefit from you buying new houses. So you truly stimulate your local economy. And most people are diffused by that. Um, but when it comes to stories, I, I, the one that I think is probably the funniest. So I'm sitting there, Chris, and I have a guy comes into a model. This is one of the first parades I've ever had. And I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm young Andy at that time. And I uh, did not know how to you know, really handle it. The guy comes in and goes, hey, do you mind if I use the restroom real quick? And I say, sure, go ahead. And uh, people are coming in. And uh, he was an older gentleman. So I, I, you know, I'm thinking, hey, my grandpa, I'll, you know, let him go. People are coming in the model and uh, they're walking by me and they're staring at me like I'm disgusting. And I'm like, what the? And the lady goes, the one lady goes, I don't know what happened in that bathroom, but you need to take care of it. And I go in there and this poor old man spackled mud everywhere on the toilet. And it smelled so disgusting. It smelled like you're walking inside someone's bowels. This this toilet was so disgusting. I had the fans on. I opened up all the windows. And, of course, everybody coming in thinks that I'm the one that took a huge dump in the model. So I'm sitting there going, I swear to God, welcome to the model. Avoid the bathroom. Somebody used the bathroom. It wasn't me. And everybody's like, sure. I mean. My story my story was actually not as a realtor, but it was as a visitor. And uh, I'll tell you, thank gosh, my, my builder does not have these issues. I mean, he has get-togethers with all his past clients and puts them all in the same room, which is very rare. And uh, But I was at this one model, and uh, a client came in that was not a very happy client. And, oh, my gosh, right in the middle of a packed, a packed model, this person was basically on their their soapbox, telling them how bad this builder was, and that they're the worst builder ever. And then all of a sudden, then they were outside, uh, saying it to people as they were coming in. I would never build with this builder. I mean, it was like it was like torture. The agent there was like didn't, didn't even know what to do, and was not even part of because uh, I talked to the agent, but wasn't even part of this transaction that this person was part of. But it was like not good at all you know totally contradicting everything that she would say you know that that doesn't happen and you know the she was she kept going you know i'm, I'm sorry that experience wasn't right for you but uh you know let me get to someone and no you won't they won't call me back and they don't do warranty work and oh boy that was that was terrible i really felt bad for that person i had i had years ago out in uh i was working with another building i'm not, I'm not working with anymore and we had a client that built across the street from our model and absolutely was so just mad at everything that would ha happen with the house. Didn't understand new construction, wasn't patient, didn't understand there's windows of time. So they decided to put up a sign that said, do not buy from the guy across the street, the, the builder, right? And it's like this big arrow. 
And people would come in and go, it was kind of funny because I thought, oh, this is going to destroy my career, whatever. People come in and go, what's up with the crazy across the street? And I go, that's our bad review. Everybody else in the neighborhood was a good review. That's our one bad one. And I said, we're working on them. We got some back ordered trim that's not in stock. And he, he, you know, and they start, most people, it's funny. Most people that are in business recognize that there's always a few flukes, but I thought my life was over when this guy put this sign in his front yard. Yeah. And anyway, it worked out okay. Yeah, that's just not a, that's not a good thing. I had a, a opportunity uh, to list a townhome development years ago. And uh, I, I said, okay, let me go look at it. There was, there was probably going to be about 12, there was probably about 40 units and I was going to sell like the last 12 of them. And I, I went in there and I was walking around and these people just attacked me. And I'm like, they're just saying all these things about their places and stuff like that. And I'm like, no way I'm doing that. I mean, not, I'm not even walking into that hornet's nest because it's just not worth it. You're fighting an uphill battle. So it's, it's terrible. Chris, you said a, a recent one got robbed. I mean, you guys are talking about people staking out the homes and, and seeing what's available. Do you have some stories on that and maybe how to protect the homes or what to look out for? No, I don't. I don't. I mean, I can't talk about that really, but um, there is unfortunate instance that happened um, and it wasn't just one it was a few of them around the metro area uh that that got hit it was just a i mean unfortunate that i mean they wrecked some stuff and basically knocked it out of the parade of homes which is really really sad um situation but we don't they never they they were never caught so i don't know uh the situation and it's kind of one of those things that is it is what it, it is what it is and Hopefully, you know, with cameras and all that kind of stuff, uh, we don't. We're not going to have a problem. Well, we. I had years ago. I had um, recently too. Actually, with last year, we had it where somebody kicked in the front door on a model, and when they broke the frame, it slid in, hit another door. By the time we were done, there was two thousand dollars worth of damages to the front doors, and then they went in there and they stole about a fifty dollar TV off the wall, bent the brackets. They didn't even take the brackets left the remote control behind and they left the power cord and they ran out with a TV. And I'm like, what a bunch of idiots. So, I mean, obviously they're not super bright what they're doing or they, you know, so then we almost got to the point of where you're like, it's like, like the old fish house analogy. When people have their old ice houses out in the lake, the the guys that own ice houses will say, don't lock your ice house, just leave it open. Um, otherwise they kick the door in and you might as well leave it unlocked. And then if they go in there and try to steal something, leave nothing behind, there's nothing to steal. So, we kind of took that approach with our models and we said, listen, you know, like we've, we've caught where people will go through and unlock windows. They unlock the patio doors and, you know, you want to think that they're just opening the door and seeing what it is. But as a real estate agent, you're going through your parade model every night, especially the, the reachable doors and windows. And if you're concerned about securing that property, you need to check all your locks, check all your doors every night because there are humans walking through that house checking stuff. They don't know that they didn't lock it and they assume that you're going to lock it for them. So, you know, that just, just a tip, housekeeping tip, you know, housekeeping tip. Hours. The amount of hours, the Thursday and Friday, I think is just uh, 
is is not a very good thing, and I think it should be timed differently. I know that it, they do set it up from 12 to 6, Thursday through Sunday, but I think Thursday and Friday, I mean, I would rather have it like um, 4 to 8 instead, you know, but I think they set it up for people that be able to take some time and, you know, go out on a Thursday where it's not so busy, but it's just, I don't know. Who are you kidding, Chris? It's the builders that want those hours. The builders don't care about sales reps or what how many people come through. They want to be open. They'd have us open 24-7 if they could. Yeah, that's, that's a Sales good point. people don't work. Yeah. They're I think there's some things to say about TV. that. The more accessible a home is, the less, you know, hey, I, everyone's been through that kind of house. There's a mentality there, too. Um, you know, it's like holding the same house open every single weekend. It gets yeah. old, you know. Yep. So I just think that I think the parade of homes has done that. And maybe, maybe it's hey, knock out, knock out that uh Thursday and Friday, but extend it a little, maybe another extra weekend or something on Saturday. Well, Sunday. I know that one of the top five builders in the Twin Cities that's privately owned um is only open on Saturdays. Um, they truly believe in the day of rest, they don't have the weekdays open. You can book a showing. Um, they're open one day a week, their models. And then okay. there's during the year. top five. Yeah, during during the year. Yeah, I'll tell you what. You know, I'm in a upper bracket neighborhood, and we started doing because you know it was the model was over a year. We started doing uh, a thing where it would be we would show them uh, individually. You know, so it was like uh, appointment only type thing, and I can't believe what a difference that made. I mean, we ended up. I mean, real people that really wanted to buy versus. Hey, you hold it open on a Sunday from 12 to 4, and one person shows up and they're looking to get that paint color. And it's the fifth time they've come to that model, you know, versus, right. you know, there, there's a thing you got to, I mean, when you're, it's showtime for agents, you know, and it's, it's the fourth day of the six hours, you know, the 18 hours you've been there. And then it gets at 5 30, you know, all of a sudden that really good person comes and you can't really, help them you know because you're just ready to get the heck out of there and yeah. so i just think i think hours to me uh is is the bad thing well let me let me ask you this chris because i and i know that um you look at like shopping for example and the walmarts of the world that are for everybody are open 24 7 right because people have crazy hours they work night shifts day shifts whatever it is and they, they need access to those items so that's the kind of available for everybody new construction no longer is available for everybody i think the the lowest price house is $299 in the parade. And there's only one house at $299. The average this year, I think, is like $462. And the highest price house is $3.6 million. Look, it's more of a Nordstrom private shopper environment now. It's when you need to, like you said, almost have your sales staff available to custom um, take that customer, walk them through the journey, be prepared for the meeting, you know, be available when they want you there, and almost be like you're on call because. Just being open to be open. Very, very rarely do you ever just, you know, like the spider with the web, have it where you, you catch that one random uh, customer that walks in on a Wednesday or a Thursday. It's, it is really, um, if you want the windshield time, I think it's an hourly job because then that's somebody who just gets paid by the hour to sit there and smile and make cookies and, and, and then just take orders. Um, when you have a true real estate agent, it's different than selling a product versus selling a service. Real estate agents sell service. So it's hard to provide service to everybody all the time. 
And that's exactly what we're talking about, Chris. But products, if you say, here's our product, do you want to buy it? It's easier. You know what I mean? A little different. Totally. Yep. So that's my dislikes of the parade. You you never asked me why I always carry a shop vac with me yet, Chris, uh, to all my parade homes. A shop vac? Yeah. Uh, Andy, do you ever do you carry a shop vac to your parade of homes? Y yes, I do, Chris. And I, I always buy the three and a half horsepower so they can sit in my truck where my roll top goes back and they can sit neatly back there. And uh, I had funny story, Chris. Years ago, I was in the parade of homes um, out in an executive level neighborhood in Coon Rapids. Um, the old Yamaha testing track, for those of you that remember, it was on, I think it was Avocet Street or whatever, had this beautiful Rambler. And people would come up and they would stop in the driveway and go like this. And they would go like, and they'd go back to their cars. I'm like, what the heck's going on? I go outside and I was invaded, invaded by box elder bugs and, and ladybugs. You guys remember a couple years ago when it was like bazillions of these biting ladybugs and whatever? So I went to, and the only way to get, you can't really spray them. I'm not going to spray a house. So what I would do is it would be cold right away in the morning and they would all come out to get in the sun. I'd hit that shop back and, and just suck all the bugs out the front of the house. And and then I'd sit there, this is sad, but I'd keep the vacuum running and I'd take the raid and go into the, the vacuum. So that, that's my story. Problem solved. Hey, you know, on that, I, I, someone told me, I said, oh, my gosh, these box seller bugs are the worst. They said, open the window. They're trying to get out. Open the window and they're gone. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. good, good advice. No shop back needed. Well, you hey, know, guys. I also tried that where you spray that. They say, oh, keep the spiders and stuff off. You spray Dawn soap around your around your rocks. Well, guess what happens with Dawn soap? It, and all you can see a dirt Almost. line around your house because it sticks to the Dawn soap. Oh, uh, let's get into the designs, trends of this year's parade. What's new? Um, maybe the, the, the interior design, the, the new eco stuff. What's all uh, exciting here? Andy, what do you got going? Uh, what, what are you seeing on new design well, trends? I'm seeing a lot of the builders are, are using the, the solid surface countertops again. Um, we're, we're finally seeing some new entries into the, the uh, what they call uh, quartz categories where they're affordable, um, very comparable in price to the granites. Um, so you can get that, you know, quartz experience with, um, you know, almost the same price, which a lot of people appreciate. Um, I've started to also see where um, the, um, a lot of the interior LED lights are being used now. Obviously they're more efficient, really nice. Um, they're smaller, they're thinner. They can go in cooler spots. Um, we're also seeing, um, uh, what else are we seeing out there? Flooring material have really made some cool strides this last couple of years with engineered wood floors. And um, I'm really excited to see some of that because, you know, a lot of times people are like, everybody comes in and I don't know where they all live, but everybody says they have a big dog and kids. And they're like, and oh, we can't have regular floors. Our dogs and kids will kill these floors or wreck them really fast. And so we've actually sought out and found floors that are designed for dogs and kids. And it's been, it's been very helpful. Um, but I think the, uh, Floor plans are probably becoming a little more functional too. Trying to get more trends with main floor bedrooms. We're trying to see water doorways so that houses are capable of becoming handicapped accessible as, as people are not moving and they're aging in their own homes. Um, that's become a popular trend. They don't want the house to look like it's a handicapped design home, but they want it to be capable of becoming one if they need it. Yeah, for sure. 
I think we've got an interesting design trend and, and we're fortunate that uh, a client uh, it, we agreed that we would use their home as the parade of homes. And it's one of the dream homes uh, that are on the parade. But uh, a huge thing right now is uh, pools and uh, taking you know landscape and outdoor uses. And very rare do builders put a pool in because of the cost part of that. And we have a pool in ours. And so that I think that's going to be a, a fantastic thing to be able to show, you know, how you can create because a lot of times you prepare it for a pool, but you don't see the pool and don't know how it all fits. And so we're going to have that. We're going to have blue water and I'm going to be sitting by the pool, maybe even in it. Yeah, I know what you're going to say, Andy. No, I, I actually wasn't going to say it, but go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Hey, I, I was like, I'll go to the model. I'm going to go see Chris. I ring the doorbell. Nobody's there. Hello, is anybody here? And you go out the back and you see this guy doing the cannonball off the diving board. Boosh. Exactly. That's how you win awards, Andy. That's right. Sell the lifestyle. Not That's the an home. experience. He's selling. It's $5 to get into the, the dream homes. It goes to um, homelessness in Minnesota, but you got to give them entertainment. Can I be honest with you? What What's $5 now? You can't even get a $5 lunch at Taco Bell anymore. Why would that not be ten dollars? They could raise twice the money. People still what, pay ten bucks. I've had I've been on the Dream Home before, and uh, it's interesting. There's a lot of people that don't want to pay for it, you know. And well, uh, the the Builders Association uh, has their people come in and do it. So it's kind of it's not like we have to try to collect five dollars from them coming in the door. They get that collected right away, and then we don't have to deal with it at all. Uh, so. Yeah, but it, it is it is for a, a good source. We get, I mean, we had, gosh, I can't remember. I mean, it was, I mean, a couple, few thousand people for sure, you know, times $5. I mean, it, it was a, a, probably a pretty darn good thing uh, for the, them to do it. And it's, I don't know, it's 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 kind of neat. It's, and our, our model um, is, it's it's different. It's, it's one of those that these people did what yeah what they wanted to do and you kind of see yeah that's a and it really looks that's the rendering because we're just getting the pictures uh taken now because uh we couldn't um i mean uh, it wasn't finished and so it's just getting done but it's a, wow. kind of a fun awesome. picture it's get, yeah, it's gonna be they do range pricing now which i think is really interesting in this uh in, the, in this time of uh not knowing how much product is out there and so uh, our price to duplicate this house right now is the two million one seventy five i think you got to remember and i think this is interesting too is that in andy obviously you know yep. this but it's you know how much the lot is and then site conditions and when yeah. you're got a well and a septic uh situation and you have a 550 foot long driveway and you have landscaping i mean that can add a couple hundred thousand like oh. that and then so people start comparing and say, well, gosh, that was 2175. There's another one that was 19. I, I don't know. I, I might like that one better, but you don't understand the cost, you know, of doing that. And so if you're in a neighborhood that the lot's 250 and ours is 379 plus 200,000, that's 579. That's $400,000 difference. Well, I tell you, we, hey, I won't, I won't kid you. We, with a lot of the models that I designed that are going to be model homes, we intentionally put them on lots that are priced aggressively and we usually do lookout lots because then it's kind of a halfway between the two do neutral colors 
And, you know, and then all of a sudden your pricing is twenty-five dollars or $30,000 less than the guy down the street. And they may have a nicer lot, more expensive lot. Maybe they did the concrete driveway, not the asphalt driveway or whatever item they added to that house. And it gets to that point of where those little details, like Chris just said, can make a twenty-five dollars to $200,000 difference. Same house, same square footage. I thought actually I'm I am uh, I'm on my way to the model uh, this morning because we finally got all the furniture in and we're gonna have a little big uh, little, little meeting so I think it's uh, Andy's time to keep talking since he cut me well, off how many times well, you good to see you Chris <clears throat> since you took the last two weeks off I think I can uh, I can I mean I took the last two weeks I think I can handle it the last ten minutes of the show here and Andy's got four homes in the parade so we're gonna hit on all those talk about spreading yourself thin. We uh, we gotta get them out of there. Yeah, get get literally Chris plugged in. Yeah, well, you know, on the parade homes for a lot of us is you know spring and fall. Um, the fall parade usually about half the traffic. Um, this is a, actually a new exciting development. If you look at it's a it's going to be a um, that's showing stairs on that brochure, but the model we're building is actually a slab on grade model designed for mom and dad. You know, you're looking for a little smaller footprint. Get you just around 1,400 square feet, two-bedroom, two-bath, two-car garage, nice level living. Um, and that house is right around $399. Um, you know, they can go higher, they can go more, they can go less. Um, but that's that's a great example of um, what we're seeing a lot of being built right now. You know, the other thing, too, I'd say, Nick, is that you take that, um, you see that highest peak on that house. We can Same. also add, like, that style of house. So when it's a slab... We can't go down because of, you know, the water table or how the development was designed, but we can go up. So we've taken that exact same house and for about 45000 you can put another two bedrooms up, bathroom up, and a nice loft, and it makes a big difference, you know. Beautiful. I always call it the grand, where you put your grandkids when they come to visit. Let's get this. Got technical. I, you I, know, was watching, I was watching some of your videos on Italy, um, and, and you kind of wandering around. Really good stuff, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, the oh, the reels. That uh, that that's it's got to be a lot of fun for you guys talking sports and all that fun stuff too. Andy, this is yeah, this is a different one, right, Andy? Yeah. Uh, that's the same house. Yeah. Yep. Same house. Yeah. Oh, I did. Stop sharing. That's all right. No, I've got a in, in that development there though. I can talk a little bit while you're looking for the next one. Um, we're developing uh, about 75 lots, so we're gonna have two, uh, actually three different product types. One will be maintenance-free living, which will be all like a townhouse maintained development. Then um, I'm gonna have the same size houses on single-family pads. So when somebody says, for an example, hey, I want to have my own garden, or I want to have a dog with a fence, or a patio, or whatever. Um, so you go from townhouse maintenance-free living to having your own lot, but it's smaller. It's kind of a new trend. We're, we're actually seeing um, a mic, I don't want to say micro, but let's call it a micro lot. It's about half the size of a normal single family pad, but you can do what you want with it, just like a big single family pad. And then of course, in the back, we're going to have your normal uh, 70, 80 foot wide lots for more of an executive single family home with walkout. What about this one? This is my friend, probably one of my best sellers. This is the, um, you know, you're looking at with the basement finished about 37.84 for finished square footage. Um, that house there has 
uh, four bedrooms, a loft, laundry room upstairs, um, you know, walk-in tile, shower in the master, all the fun stuff everybody's looking for, a, des a desk area. Um, and then main floors, big open floor plan, huge kitchen, huge island, um, mud room office in the front. And then, of course, finished basement with another bedroom, bathroom, family sport room. And then court. Sport court. Yeah. So that's where we got the indoor gym. And that that right now, you guys, I tell you what, you here's what's cool. So a lot of people are like, Andy, you guys build a ton of these, you know, indoor gyms. What's the deal with that? And, and what's cool is that you can use an indoor gym for a movie theater. That can be, you know, let the kids go down there, kick the balls around, ride their bikes, ride scooters, whatever they want. It's just a place to blow out some steam. You know, I've even had people set them up with golf simulators. I've had, you know, other people put garage doors in. So then you come around the back and then they can put a lift, actually put a couple of cars, collector cars in there. Um, so it really sky's the limit with that space, but it's really valued, you know, in a, in a nice sport court, uh, you know, a 20 by 30 foot sport courts around 45,000, you know, just as a real quick number. Get this bad boy back up there. Um, we got a quick question, Andy. You want to answer this? Yeah. What incentives are there for homeowners to have their home on the parade? Well, a lot of times what they'll do is um, the uh, the builders will will uh, give an incentive. Like maybe they offer a, a free tub or a free, you know, a um, couple thousand dollars worth of freebies to the builder or, or the homeowner. Or the builder will want to upgrade some of the items they've picked. To just a little nicer to show a little nicer um and, and that would obviously be taken care of by the builder i've also had some people that will do it for free because the timing is there so we have a house under construction that we have slated to be in the parade somebody buys it and lets us use it during the parade and then we come back and bring it to back to like new condition so the homeowner really doesn't experience anything different than having a beautiful new home that was staged um and then what ha usually happens is people then, when they see it staged, they want to buy the staging. So we usually end up selling some of the furniture to the new homeowner. I got this next one. This one looks pretty nice. Europa. Yes, that is a nice, uh, and Hugo there, four-car garage. Um, as you can see there, big, beautiful, 3,600-square-foot, two-story. Um, Forest Lake Schools, but it open and rolls the White Bear Lake. Um, and that actually behind there, you can't really tell, but it's on a pond. Um, so if you want that beautiful straight south facing, um, and that, that house just got done, um, that, like that picture that was taken there, you can still see the dirt marks from the landscapers putting the, the sod landscaping in there. So they power wash the driveway. That is uh, a great neighborhood. Um, uh, we've had, um, well, anyway, Onika place is over there is what it's called. And I've got a couple of really nice lots over there too. So if you're looking to have that full build experience, um, I've got walkout lots, pond views, a um, lot of really nice opportunities in Hugo. And those houses over there kind of start around six and go up from there, Hugo. I think the we do. Pool, the other one that was before that with the gym, I didn't mention it, but that one is is in the high sixes to six to eight hundred thousand. You know, we get in that price range. That has the Centennial School District, which it's I'm telling you right now is really hard to get your hands on for new construction. If you like Centennial Schools, it's one of the most respected districts in the in the state. Andy, did we get we did uh, Europa 204? 130th was the last one I had in Blaine, and, and that's yeah, my 130th. See, yeah, that's it. my big boy or big girl, whatever you want to call it, for a house. Okay, let me 
put her up. That is that is one of my best-selling houses with a gigantic sport court attached. Um, landscape, out the door, beautiful. That's nope. in uh, Blaine. Um, the uh, and I, I, I can probably anybody who wants to text a show. We can email you the numbers if you want to come visit. I kind of float between all my models, and uh, you know, go between the different. I've got salespeople each model is specialized in each neighborhood, and then I go out there and I'm I basically deliver brochures, do bidding, do estimating. Um, you know, there you go. So um, that one has a really nice sport court, almost a uh, uh, thirty foot deep sport court on it, and uh, so you can really get a nice shot in there. We did the floors with the with the Blaine High School colors. That's District 11, so Blaine High School. Um, beautiful house, walkout lot. Um, that Now that development, I have a whole new phase coming in the spring with pond lots, um, tree views, um, walkouts, cul-de-sac lots. So if you're looking at building and you want to get going now for spring, what's interesting is that the houses right now, most of my builders that we're working with are on a 10-month to a one-year build cycle. Unless you build something that's slab on grade, those are taking – you know, that six to eight months, um, sometimes eight to 10, you know, depending on the neighborhood, how busy they are. But uh, for the most part, um, you, you want to order now to move in by July of next year. So, it, which is kind of hard for some people to process. But so if you're thinking, hey, I want to move after the kids get out of school in the spring or the early summer, this is where you, you want to start looking at your lots. And Blaine is an up and coming city, man, growing. And right off of Lexington, this is kind of the far east side of Blaine. Um, right before you get into Lino Lakes. So you're right off of Lexington, 35 or 25 minutes from downtown. Beautiful. Yeah, really. Are you are you really excited about your, your homes in this parade? Is this one of the better years you've had, all these homes? Yeah, you know, I think it's a good year for a variety. And, uh, you know, we, we had an opportunity, but it takes us long to respond. Um, getting the houses with the sport courts. I've got two of them in the parade with sport courts. Um, the big Cape Cod one in Blaine and then the one in Centerville, um, they're different sizes. So you in different price ranges. Um, so you can kind of see both. And then I have a brand new model that I'm going to have up for the spring preview, which we've just started framing now. That'll be able to fit on a 50 foot wide lot. So for a lot of you that are looking at, you know, building pads around the twin cities, there's there, a lot of these pad, the, when I say pad, I'm talking about the lot, the lots are narrower and where you can build a house is called the pad. And the pads are a lot of times um, only 50 feet wide. So, you know, it, you have to be a little creative in today's world because these developers are trying to fit as many houses as they can in the developments, but still make them feel spacious. So Lisa's helping you out here. Number you, Annie's, Annie's at number 86, number 79, number 68, and number 95. So you're just going to be walking and going through all of them, Andy, each, each and every day? It's in my phone. My phone tells me where to go, and I just follow directions. I would go to these just to see you, just to get that experience. And it's and fun. I, I love people. I love you know the the best thing we do. Um, I think is the most uh, enjoyable or satisfying for us as agents is when somebody comes in and they look at their new house and they say, okay, let's let's do a proposal, and give us the ugly number, right? And it comes in and it's always you know a few thousand higher than what somebody anticipates. Because they add a lot of things to the houses, right? And when I say, hey, do you want this or do you want that? A lot of times the builders don't have that problem because they don't they just don't put it in there. And you learn to live without it when you see a model, right? But when you're doing it your own, you add it. But where the, the, the satisfaction comes is then we go look at their existing house and they're like, wow, we have $75,000 more than we thought we had. 
coming out of our existing house, this kind of a market, it you buy high, but you sell high. So you feel good. You know what I mean? It's like, so, you know, um, and rates are low. So the payments are really low. That's what's continuing to keep our market going. So if you need to acquire financing, the low payments again are kind of the, you know what, let's do the sport court. It's only $110 a month for us to add that. And, you know, um, from my experience working at the the homes, a lot of people said they wouldn't want to buy like the model home because they see so many people going through it. And it's just like, it's, you know, a lot of people said that it's like, I'm just want to get uh, inspiration and, and I don't think I could ever buy it because so many people are coming through your nonstop. What do you think of that? Um, I, I, I really don't have a problem. So for the people that have a problem with that, we build them a new one. Um, and then for the people that don't have that problem, that are, if you're kind of wise, you think about this, that, that forces all the bugs out of the system. So all the doors opening and shutting and all the cabinets opening and shutting, anything that needs to be adjusted, it doesn't get worn out because people delicately touch things when they're going through. Carpets, hardwood floors, whatever. So if there's any creaks or squeaks or whatever, you're going to identify that during the parade. And uh, and then that gives that builder a chance to come back and get that up to the builder's standards. So. Is this your favorite time of the year? It seems like this is your kind of favorite thing to interact with all yeah. these people. Yeah, this in the spring preview, I just, I thrive on. I love it. Um, more people order in the spring for some reason. I don't know why. I think it still goes back to that. They think it'll get done next summer because they want to build a house next year. Well, if you want to move in next year, you got to start this year. And and you know what I mean? And so I always say between now and probably November, um, you know, sometimes we can get them done. If you order early, like February, you can get them done. So you're in by the holidays. But man, that window gets really tight if you wait till spring. So if you want to move in, this, this is a good time to buy. You said what? If you are building a new house and you want to move in during the summer versus winter, you, you, you would buy now and you'll move in in the summer. Um, if you wait till the spring preview, you'll be closing in the winter. You'll have escrow items. Any final words about the parade, Andy? No, I don't think so. Just get out there, check it out, um, get inspired, you know, uh, take a look at things. Um, I think I think you'll be surprised at, at the, the cool variety that's out there. And, and when you run payments on things, if you're if you need to acquire financing, um, you know, I think that you'll realize how reasonable it is. You know, and equities are at an all-time high. So, you know, when it goes to selling, the market is craving existing homes. People want existing homes. And because in, in theory, they sell for a little bit less than the new. But remember, the cost of acquiring a new house may be higher, but the cost of ownership is lower. Okay? It, it, what I mean, you know what I'm saying by that? So you buy it. Everything's under warranty. Everything's brand new. You get the maximum best years of that house's products, lives out of all those products. Versus when you buy an existing house, there's always a water heater, a furnace, a window, a roof, a leaky something. And so there's, and that's once the houses are 15, 20 years old. You get into that about, house when it gets to about 12 years old, you want to sell it. And, and that's when some of those warranties start wearing out. I mean, some of our, our furnaces go for, you know, right down to 12 years. And then you're like, well, now, of course, and same thing with appliances. Appliances now make it about 8 to 12 years. So you get into a new house, you're going to have all of that brand new love of enjoying it and your cost of owning it will be lower. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but. Oh, it does. Yeah. For all the listeners, make sure you say hi to Andy and Chris at their homes. If you do the parade, tell us how much you like the show, maybe any improvements you'd like to see. Um, we're streaming on iTunes, Spotify, 10 different platforms. You can find our made page on anchor.com. It's our RSS feed. 
and we post three clips a week with the videos and they're fun and we have you know kind of cool five minute clips check them out give us a like share it with a friend and leave a review on itunes awesome andy good to see you and right. enjoy the parade this weekend thanks everybody hope to see you this weekend Thanks for joining us this week on the Real Estate Radio Hour. Don't forget to visit our website, realestateradiohour.com, where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or your preferred podcast listening app. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or sharing us with a friend. Until next time, stay awesome, Twin Cities.